got plans. You got plans. Don't say that. Shut your trap. I'm sipping wine. Sip, sip. And I'm rolled. Trip, trip. I look too good. Look too good. To be alone. My house clean. House clean. My pool warm. Just shake. Smooth like a newborn. We should be dancing, romancing in the key swing. And the west wing of this mansion was happening. So. Unexpected episode of Tripping Balls this week, folks, um, because we're recording this out of sequence. The uh, episodes you hear are myself and Adam H. Photo. Hi. Uh, speaking on this week, it's actually been recorded after the episode that you're going to hear next week, which has uh, Bezo and myself uh, reviewing a bunch of albums which I've already forgotten. Which, uh, <laughs> so I feel like you have advanced knowledge of this. You've already had these arguments once, and now you're going to relitigate them again. Well, yes and no, because there's um. So uh, next week we'll be reviewing the darkness. Uh, um, what else was it? Now that's that, and that's actually a very interesting album to have reviewed because I did think of them when we while I was listening to these other albums yes. this week. Well, well the, ori- the original dialogue was um, I gave Bezo the choice on the episode that dropped mm-hmm. just just do, recently yeah. of uh, you've got two choices for your Joker album. You can have Wolf Mother or the Darkness. You know, how, how do you like your cheese? Uh, <laughs> and he went for the darkness. But I also listened to Wolf Mother a little bit for, for that mm. episode, which is in the, in the canon. You'll hear it next week. Um, mm-hmm. But then we uh, unexpected, um, unexpectedly Bezos those out for next week. So we thought, well, Adam and I will jump on and we'll just do a quick music episode. Uh Recorded out of sequence. This makes no fucking sense, and it's full of fucking production notes. Why does anybody care? Nobody does. But the main thing is that um, we're going to be reviewing uh, the Joker albums from last week and the Joker albums from next week, essentially. We're going to be reviewing uh, Wolf Mother Rock Out. <laughs> Heroically unironic title there. And we're going to be reviewing <laughs> An Evening with Silk Sonic, which is the Joker album for... <laughs> Two weeks away, <laughs> which took me a while to find. I must admit, because you said, "Oh yeah, just just have a listen to that Silk Sonic," and I went, "Oh yeah, who are they?" And I couldn't find them on the playlist because, of course, they're not listed as Silk Sonic. They're listed they're as, as, as the anyway. component parts, and then as yeah. Silk Sonic. Yes. Yeah. So Silk Sonic yeah. is a collab between Bruno Mars and Anderson and a lot of Bootsy, as it turns out. And uh, well, a bit of Bootsy, of. I think he's mainly there for decoration. Yeah, and very and much for, decoration. For, yeah. <laughs> so wonder, I sometimes wonder what the point is. kind of like that old, you know, nothing else matters thing we reviewed a couple of weeks ago where it was like, you know, uh, there, there was two notes of cello, so they got Yo-Yo Ma to play. Yo-Yo you know, yo Ma, which is yeah. what, I think that's what um, New York guys shout at women as they go down the street, isn't it? Or their mums. Yo-Yo Ma. So, so where are we going to start anyway? I'm pausing to see if anybody will, joke, will laugh. I'm just uh, sipping a beer. No. Um, look, I, I, as I said, I went into this. I didn't even know what it really was. And yeah. I discovered that the, the first, well, the, the sort of first proper track, you know, there's the usual sort of braggadocious first track. Um, my boy loves the shit out of this song. He plays it before bed most nights. I've heard it a lot. Um, before you heard the album? Yeah, never heard the album. I just thought it was a Bruno song. I didn't realise there was a yeah. thing going on. I just thought it was another, you know, one of his 7,000 songs that he releases. So one of the points um, that, that I raise where in the episode that comes up next week when I'm talking to Bezo about mm. this album is like, A, yeah, being a Bruno and Anderson Park collaboration, 
a lot of the dialogue I heard around the album was that it was driven a bit more by Bruno than by Anderson Park, and that kind of. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not much of a. I don't couldn't tell you an Anderson Park song. That I've, I don't think I've ever listened. We've to done any. one or two of his albums, and he tends yeah, to do kind of. It is this sort of space, but it's more that kind of princey. Um, well, it's a really slow jam kind of thing. It's like a homage to the slow jam, yeah, isn't it? Like you know. So, and I mean, Bruno's a big fan of that too. And he, here's the thing about it. Bruno does this shit really well. Like he knows how to write and catch that ear where he's got that voice that just sort of so. And leave the door opens a, a, a great example of that chorus. He hits those notes in the chorus, and it's just you know when some guys sing high and and we'll, we'll probably get to this later too. But some guys sing high and it sounds a bit weak and it sounds like his voice sounds like it's just crystal clear. Like he you know he sings here every day. It sounds right. It sounds warm. It's familiar. It's a very familiar space for him. And he does it very well. My hassle with this album, and thankfully it's short, is that I kind of wish there was a bit more variation to it because there's, there's parts where I think... There's a song towards the, I think it's 777, where it's like, it's the best beat on the album. I'm thinking, where's this? Like, this this should be the main kind of sound, and you break the sound up with the slow jam. Yes. Not you've actually, the slow you've, jam. You've, you've name dropped the two best songs on the album. Because yeah, oh, absolutely. The two best songs on the album are, um, are, are Triple Seven and. Um, Leave the door open. And leave the door open because they are the most funk infused. The rest of it is mm. very kind of. It very, it, it, it's not that it's bad. It's very well done. It's a, it's a great homage to that sort of sound, you know. And I guess there's a lot of, there's a bit of roots and all. You know, yeah. The- and one of the questions I have about, I, I, one of the things I'm, I was wondering about when I picked this as a Joker was, is this capable of get of transcending beyond just pastiche? Just here's a really good photocopy of some noises that were made in the 1970s and it doesn't capture any of the soul literally or figuratively only only because of its production value because it is really well produced like it sounds like it's an expensively made album well when you were saying you know his vocals sound great and it's like well not surprisingly he's this has had a lot of time yes they've spent a lot of time and a lot of effort to make. and he is a good singer too like he he can hold he holds his own amongst that so that's why he's he is probably the pinnacle of this, at, you know, in the pop sensibility, I guess. But yeah, I kind of just got halfway through the album. I was like, look, it's cool, but I kind of, like, I was really glad when I got to seven 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 because I thought that beat is just fantastic. Like, and it's and it's a good, you know, you kind of you, you kind of you know, just move along to it. But it just it, it just had no momentum. Like it just it was all so slow. And I and you know, is it. Better than you know. I mean, and you can hear the influences. There's, there's James Brown. Yeah. There's, you know, the bit of roots in that sort of slow jam sort of stuff. And you know, like it's, it's all there, there's and it's no all you know, soul. And there's, there's yeah, and, it, and, and it's unapologetically your funk so. and your fucking funkadelic yeah. and that kind of and stuff. That, but there isn't enough great. of that. I think no, he should have flipped no. it. And instead of having, you know, you know, and the thing, a quarter and the of it being the funk, think, it should, he should yeah. have been, you know, we want the funk, bring us the funk. I don't think it's, and I think he's got it within him. I just think for some reason he's, they're trying to sort of, maybe they're trying to make it less pop and more, you know, a bit, a bit of a, yeah. a showcase for both of their kind of styles, I guess. And it's, look, and it is a good example of that style, but it's kind of just a bit too much of it. And I was a bit, I just sort of wandered through the album. And thankfully, like I said, there's not much of it's it. It's a little bit too like sugary. Yeah, and it's, it's it's just a bit much, and I, I kind of could have used. I reckon if if they could have, you know, even if they split it half and half, you know, just something a bit more up tempo would have broken up the album. 
um, because by the time I got to like, you know, and so, you know, it comes off that nice little intro, you know, it's a cool little sort of tag in, leave the door opens a real, you know, it, it's kind of like the Celine moment of the album, I guess, you know, it's, it's, it's the showcase song, you know, and it's the big single and all that sort of stuff. But then it kept going back there and back there and back there. And, I was just like, and by the time I got deep into the album, I was like, oh, Christ, I hope not every song is like, and one of them wasn't. And I went, mm. cool, that I like that one too. And then it went back to the other stuff. And by the end of it, I was just like, it's all right. But I wouldn't go and listen. I wouldn't go and listen to the album again. I'd go and listen to those songs again, those two that I liked, but I wouldn't listen to the album again because I kind of just felt it. You know, and great in the background, like it would be fantastic as a background or as a Bezo Fuck album or something like that. You know, it's a- <laughs> ironically that's how we got that. I'm preempting a conversation that that, that listeners will hear next week. But that's how we got to this album in the first place. It was just talking yeah. about album albums. Yeah. You know. Uh, uh, the yeah, exact oh, opposite uh, of uh, of the Wu Tang Clan, uh, definitely not <laughs> nothing to fuck to. Um, no. uh, also, you know, I, I, I don't want to bur- no burn all yeah. my matches uh, before Bezo and I actually talk about this, which will probably be about two weeks' time. But um, it is very, it is, it is very clearly. Uh, oh, it's a homage, a homage, a, a pastiche, and it's exactly what you'd expect it to be. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm fucking. I'm blanking on whatever I was going to say, and it was going to be really good. Yeah, I'm it, cut this it, it's bit. okay. Like, it's a- I like Bruno Mars, so I like the sound of him, and I like the sound of his stuff. Is it the best thing I've ever heard him do? No. Is there some nice moments? Yeah, but it's not something as an album I would go back to. Mm. But I'll, I'll quite happily listen to that. Those singles. Um, Again, they're fine. They're good. They're good songs. They're catchy. They're poppy. They're you know for the right reasons. Um, yeah, that's cool. I guess that's probably what they were they were aiming to do. I guess is release an album of stuff of you know a genre they obviously enjoy and you know do well, and you know pop a couple of bangers in the middle of it that'll get played sort of on you know wherever on probably half a dozen TV promos, which seems to be where music ends up these days. You know? Yeah. Or Although, a movie soundtrack or something like that. Lots of people managed to find this album. Um, you know, it was it was part it was the it was the Twitter zeitgeist of uh, of a, a you know a week or two ago when it dropped. Not just yeah. you know, come to all white people, but also you know, black well, Twitter. I, and, I mean, if this gets played on the radio, um, it's what's getting a radio no, come on. There's still pop radio out there. It's you know, um, but if it gets played on the radio, it's getting played as Bruno Mars because who the hell's Anderson Park to a radio crowd? They wouldn't even know, and well, to a to a you know, Kiss FM kind of radio crowd kind of thing. It and if you honestly had told me, like I I cannot hear, maybe because I haven't listened to enough of his stuff, but I can't hear his influence, like as opposed to just a straight Bruno Mars song. It just sounds like a Bruno Mars song to me. So Which maybe is probably I'm why not sure. it doesn't transcend beyond being what it is. Because I mean, Bruno yeah, Mars I'm- is very good at what he does, but what he does doesn't. Persist, oh, he's, he's you know, good he, stuff. It, he writes a good hook. He, 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 ma- he, good makes, hook. he makes gourmet popcorn. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's what I mean. And that's, you know, he's got the right kind of thing. And, yeah, um, you know, you see his songs played all over the place. And it's, and, see, and it's funny because you see a lot of cover bands have a go at his stuff and it's not as easy as it looks because he's oh, kind like of- Like James gorgeous. Brown, you've got, to, you've got to absolutely hit it. Otherwise, it doesn't yeah. work. That's right. Yeah. So, by well, yeah. the same token, the same strawberry CDC because it it's so fucking basic. Because a full uh, rod, you know, four on the but floor yeah. but, uh, beat is so fucking basic. If you're even an increment off, it's incredibly yeah, obvious. That's, that's right. And you've got all that stuff in the middle going on that sounds very empty without. God rest his dear soul. Um, 
But yeah, so but anyway, it, oh, this was the, I listened to this one second and it was welcome relief. Are you saying that you didn't enjoy uh, your local neighbourhood rock band, Wolf Mother? Remember when I told you that some guy... Is he in your electorate? Is he in your council? No, he's not. No, he's he's, now in Byron. A bit north. He's Byron. Remember how I said that some guys, when they sing high, they just sound weak, insipid, and like a whiny little bitch? They sound like they've just smoked far too much weed. Well, and and here's the thing: when you when you when you sound like a whiny little bitch and and crying all that sort of stuff, what what would you do? I know. Let's shove a distorted, you know, speaker simulation on top of it to make it sound gritty and grainy and even worse. That's that 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 works, doesn't it? Uh, Look, I this the Wolf Mother thing worked. Like even at the time when it when that first album dropped and it was you know big and they were all that. Everybody kind of knew. They went, oh, they're just fucking ripping off. He's just ripping off fucking Led Zeppelin and all that sort of stuff. And it's kind of like, but it's okay because it was kind of, it felt okay at the time. There's a lot of other stuff. That new wave of, that new rock, I think, was around. And so this kind of was a cross the very those tail end of that, you know. The- yeah, and, it, and we sort of went, okay, it's it's a nice little song, you know, like, you know, Joker and the Thief and kind of had the references and all that sort of stuff, you know. Yeah, was- have you noticed... He's kind of shelved that stuff. Like there, is, there yeah. isn't the the demons and fairies and you know, fucking mystical J.R. Tolkien bullshit. It's just, it's just fucking songs just, about rooting, basically. It's just which, boring, and it's just so so. And even when I went, I think it's a massive improvement. I just found it really. I, I I think I think at the time you kind of tolerated it, and now I'm just like, but you're still doing the same thing, and you're not improving on it. You're not taking it further. I just found it really, and I find his voice. I find the playing, the actual music, I really enjoyed. The riffage and the the, 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 the rhythm section and all that sort of stuff, really good. Like some got great sound, all that sort of stuff. And then he starts singing, and I just go, ah, I can't. I just can't deal with it. It just doesn't work. Like, and I, I just my feeling is that Wolf Mother have become more and more a punk band as they've gone on. Not in terms of the speed of the riffs, but just in terms of the the, the attitude, which has gone from being I'm going to make these beautiful fucking zeppelin soundscapes to I'm just going to stomp up and down on some pedals and shout a lot um, which has made them ironically much more like Black Sabbath than Led Zeppelin which well, I've I mean, always because, thought and, was a good move I mean you should you should yeah. always try to be if you've got the choice between being Led Zeppelin and Black Sabbath um, be Black Sabbath be Black Sabbath don't be Led Zeppelin yeah. oh Black Sabbath because really Led Zeppelin had um, Jimmy Page uh, doing all kinds of terrible things so, and, like, um, and, and deep, and like, even a bit like Deep Purple as well, who you know are unfortunately tarred with the sort of the song that's been killed by a billion guitarists. Who's calling but, it tarred? But they're but they're a really interesting. Deep Purple band. have a new album out. Oh, you know they're still they're still recording. I don't tell no. Unfortunately, Ian Gillan sounds a bit oh, like dead. he's been gargling sandpaper. But they and they've had for, they've had for like fucking um, since the early nineties. They've had Steve Morse. The you know he was like one of kind of a. Uh, a B-level Joe Satriani style guitar virtuoso style and, and that's been their he's been their, their lead guitarist since the 90s so as Turning a result he tends to dictate the sound of what they do but it, it's it's been it's not it's not classic Deep Purple but it's been decent and listenable well their latest album I'm just reading now is a um, is a covers album yes Turning to Crime was created following a suggestion by Bob Ezrin, who's been Deep Purple's producer since 2013, because he just went, well, they can't write for shit anymore, so we might as well get them to play somebody else's stuff. There's some interesting songs in there, though. Like, Let the Good Times Roll, Shapes of Things, Battle of New Orleans. But that, that, now that would be interesting. 
I don't think it's the Battle of Los Angeles one. No, no. But that's that's an interesting song, that one. Um, Yeah, I just... Anyway, I, I just... Yeah. I just kind of and and, and of course I, I had to laugh because they halfway through the album is a song called Humble, which is well that's the thing. What I love about this album and this album is is crap. Let's let's be fair. What I kind of respect about Stockdale and we've we've talked about before mm. about how he is he is the whatever the politically appropriate term for spirit animal of the podcast is yeah. because he lives on a hill in Byron Bay and gives zero fucks. And just does whatever the fuck he wants and just tells people to go fuck themselves because he's a superhero. And that is hilarious. That just make that makes me laugh. It's a little bit little bit like Bezo talking about his touch football career. I kind of I kinda of, sometimes I wonder whether he's how serious he is about it. Because sometimes I just kind of think, well, are you really Well the thing is that he he sounds like he is ridiculously serious about it and so self involved and his ego is enormous. He's basically the human embodiment of Dunning Kruger. However, you can't write a song called I've Got to Stay Humble and be Andrew Stockdale and not be in on the joke. I've, be- I've reluctantly so. come around to the conclusion that Stockdale does get the joke. I didn't think he did, but I think he does. Particularly because he wrote a song called Ego, which is yes. about how fucking washed up he is and how everyone keeps asking him, oh, are you, st- you guys still around? Do you still play gigs? You know, that sort of stuff. I kind of felt like this was like this was like their, their White Stripes lineup. Like, it didn't sound like there's more than two people going oh, he, on. Oh, he would have. Th- he did this under lockdown, so I suspect he was just in the fucking home studio, in the studio, yeah, just, just I, bashing it all uh, together. And that's pretty much how he does it. I mean, that infamous bio, it's not the it's not the bio for um, Wolf Mother, but it's the bio for him, talks about the fact that, you know, Wolf Mother is all his work and, and basically everyone else is just people he's hired from RSL fucking kitchens and stuff like that. Yeah, I just I, I kind of got the feeling that this was kind of like listening to, you know, you go along and you see that band that's playing a couple, playing sort of their own indie covers in the corner and they've got some poor, you know, 60-pound woman in the side selling crappily made CDs as they like merch town. I kind of felt like that's what I was listening to. I kind of felt like I'd bought the merch. You know what I mean? And I was listening to the album and I'd sort of go, oh, yeah. So, yeah. Well, I, I mentioned this when I talked to Bezo, but um, my main disappointment with this album is that is that about tracks two and three, I think, suddenly sound like Detroit Rock City by Kiss. Yeah. And, and, and there was and one And for a moment there, like- I thought Stockdale's going to do a whole album of ridiculous fucking Kiss Army tribute music. And I want to find out what that's like. I think that's going to be hilarious. And then he backed away from it. So and then I heard he went back to Oasis. Doing a Sabbath well, I heard, Oasis, o- yeah, and I, I heard Oasis in one of them. I just went, oh, this is a very Brit poppy kind of sort of. And I think, I guess that's that's the thing, isn't it? Like, is that this is a guy that. that uh, I mean, his, ability, his ability to come up with a riff that works is probably, you know, in the last 20 years. He has had riffs to give away. He's he's come yeah. up with riffs that work over and over again, and squandered them because of his ludicrous yeah. ego. But I kind of I kind of just want to know what his original idea is because I don't think he's had one in six albums or whatever the hell they are. Like and I, I, Bruno I Mars has had how many? I mean, has anybody oh, well, had any original ideas since oh, Robert Johnson? Yeah, well, oh no, I think that there's a way you can. You know, the only difference the, between this album and fucking Bruno Mars. And an Anderson Parks album is about three million dollars worth of production. Oh, and his voice, like which is three million dollars worth of production. No, no, no. We he's know a, that he's you can make thing. Andrew Stockdale sound pretty. 
if you want. I don't reckon you can. I don't reckon. I don't reckon you can. I reckon he's doing as much as he can to hide how shit his voice is and how you know whiny and screamy and thing. But no, again, I, I think he's not even the- bothered with it now. He's just that's why I'm saying it's it's the most punk rock um, that uh, Wolf Mother did because he's basically just going fuck it. This is what it is. But this even the, the like. cover of the album. But he didn't sound like, like this in 2005. But yeah, the cover no. of the of, of the album is extreme. Fucking Tron eighties. It, yeah. It's it's almost like the the eighties meme. And yeah. that's what makes me think he either is completely oblivious or he totally gets the geek. He totally gets the joke. Well, and, even the fact that it's called Rock fa- Out. And the and the album really never rocks out. Well, it's there's a song called Rock Out. It is one of the it is basically, you know, it's the Detroit Rock City riff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, Look, I, I no. took this album on its own terms, which are a joke made by an alcoholic who lives on a hill in Borough Bay. Allegedly. Well, I don't think it's alleged that he lives on a hill in Borough Bay. <laughs> I just, I, 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 oh, no, I, no, alcoholic's not fair. Uh, egomaniac who lives on a hill in Borough yeah, Bay. Yeah, I just find it, yeah. He, and just, he abuses the fuck out of me. He, he, he makes me laugh. Um, so yeah, uh, I, I, I was entirely, uh, you know, I was entirely, I didn't have any problems with this album. I hope I hope he didn't spend too much money on this. I hope nobody else is spending too much money on this because it's really it, it makes me sad to think that he's taking a you know he's taking sort of airtime away from people that actually are doing something. Oh no, interesting. He's forty millionth of a cent that he got for the, from the, yeah. from being played on Spotify. Oh yeah, um, there's plenty of room for everyone. I, and congratulations on being the only person in the world who still remembers there's such a thing as airtime or airplay. Oh, no, I mean, that, this, no, stuff, yeah. this stuff does not matter anymore. In the, in the fractured yeah. market- but, that Well, maybe now, maybe taking a festival spot then from somebody who could probably, you know, use the time a lot better. I'm not even sure if he could be bothered leaving the house. No, I'm pretty- He's, he's playing- he's, Well, I've been playing Blues Fest, which I guess is just down the road, but- um, Or maybe it's not Blues Fest. Maybe it's Splendor. One of those planets. That's just down the road too, I guess. Splendor goes for like four weeks now, so they need somebody, uh, you know, and- it, it, He's local. He'll pan out a crowd. Somebody will come. Now Somebody that, well, will- now that Grinspoon have put the Zimmer frames down, so oh, they're uh, playing somewhere. I'm sure the they're, on the, they're on the frames. They're on the thing there. The Grinspoon Memorial. They're younger tour. than us, man. <laughs> I know, yeah, but it doesn't feel like it though. <laughs> Actually, I think oh, they're probably. Playing- I think they might be just marginally older. So, well, yeah. Go to Better Living was like ninety six. A long time ago, 96. mind you. Mind you, go to their website and they've still got Chemical Heart as the. They're just doing. Oh, I think um, Chemical Heart and God to Better Living were voted into the top one two hundred uh, best Australian albums of all time, or something. So I think that's probably. Oh, they, no, they must have done a new version because there's one here that says Chemical Hearts 2019. So they must have had another go at it somewhere along the line. Yeah. And then there's Guide to Better Living. What's that? But yeah, they're they're just doing the. Um, oh, the, do know, the whole the, album. I think they're doing that, and they're just doing the you know where where a hard work. I don't want to hear fucking. I don't want to hear the album. New Detention. New Detention was the album that Chemical Heart was on. New Detention yeah. wasn't a great album. It wasn't. Co- no. It was kind of incoherent. It had you know bits of chemical Chemical Heart style stuff, and then you know I actually think their best album, the most coherent album, was actually their second album, which is not one that it gets a lot of um, gets a lot of love. Uh, yes, and they are. No, you're right. They are playing Splendor next year, July twenty two. Yep. And Yelgan, Australia. I don't know where the fuck they're in Darwin six days before that. So good for them. But they're just doing the you know, Aussie pub crawl across Australia now. As they like should. All those. Yeah. yeah, that's right. There'll be people who want to go and see. 
Oh, look, I, you know, the best of Grinspoon is sitting on their, on their side. There's 16 tracks there, and I like and have heard all of them. So, yeah, if, if, they were, if, they, if they went along to a show and played those 16 songs, I'd be very, very happy about that. I'd want to hear some bullshit, um, obscure shit like Signpost off Easy. Or- no, the most, the most, oh, it goes, this actually goes quite deep. Um, the most, uh, there's Rail Rider, Hold On Me and Come Back are the last three tracks, probably, and Boundary, the only ones I probably actually haven't heard of. Boundary was off uh, God Did Better Living. Number 21 is Pedestrian, 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 Pedestrian. I still remember that one. Yes. But yeah. No, it's just, Same riff as Dead Cat three times. Which is a lot higher in the list. And same riff with all the other songs. But anyway. Yep. We've skipped off off Wolf Mother, which means we no, must no. Be we we talk. We're in the same kind of space, northern New South Wales, and the, and, and riffs and yeah. festival acts. So no, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's. But anyway, I just maybe I maybe I just hate. I, maybe I just can't stand him, and therefore anything. I, I think you to can't get do. past his bad vocals. I think that's what's your. Oh, I can't get past him. Bad your him. difficult spot, and you're a bit like Bezo with that. It's like you know, you can't. If the vocals are irritating, that's an absolute red flag. Well, it's kind of the main thing. And I didn't mind his vocals in that first album because it kind of... Because they felt- they spent a lot more money and effort on producing them. Yeah, I guess so. I just And it felt a bit more... But that's what I say. A- it was a lot... The first album was a lot more kind of grand and operatic. I feel like they, they, they were sort of, you know, this was his voice and they're doing... Whereas I think I feel like now he's trying to hide it. No, I, th- I think of, he's, huh? I think he's just saying fuck it. I think he's just giving it. He's he's probably doing what. There's a lot more one take. I mean, there's parts of this that were kind of sloppy, and I don't think it was their best take, but they just kind of threw it out there. Mm. Um, which I don't is know how many of them are there, there are left anyway? I, I well, there's how him. He, he's, um, and he basically just assembles a crew of of. I, I wonder how many. And, I wonder how he finds people to. Um, do you want to know how he finds people? I'm going to f- tell you how he finds people. This is I'm Andrew Stockdale. Come play with me. Probably. No. Give me a second. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna dig up the infamous fucking bio because he describes how he he describes how he does this. I am going to have to read this again because it's hilarious. Yeah, do it. Andrew Stockdale's bio on Spotify. The lead singer of the Australian hard rock band Wolfmother, Andrew Stockdale is unique and diverse multi-instrumentalist, mainly known for his extensive dynamic vocal and plethora of iconic riffs. After reinvigorating rock and roll, capitals on both on the rock and the roll, and psychedelic jams in the mid double O's, and slamming them to the top of the charts worldwide, Stockdale lead the crusade of left field stoner rock and pre-metal blues to become more acceptable to a mainstream audience. Doors were smashed down, thousands of bands were given record deals, with every young expiring guitar virtuoso hoping to replicate the success of Wolfmother. Stockdale has been a beacon of hope to many to show that it can be done. Wow. Born in Brisbane, Australia in 1976, Stockdale formed Wolfmother in 2004 in Sydney. Does it matter who's been in Wolfmother? Not really? Question mark. Stockdale has used Neighbours, Dish Pigs at Cafes, your local RSL covers band and the odd barrister. Inducted them in the band and shared the sparkle dust of Wolfmother and made stars of all of them by making internationally acclaimed masterpieces such as Cosmic Egg, New Crown, and Victorious. Side note, those are all the albums that followed on from the good albums that everyone listened to. Back to the bio. Just to switch it up and keep it interesting, Stockdale put out a solo record in 2010. Quotation marks, keep moving. Mm. Breaking character for a bit, it's okay. 
Back to the bio. Stockdale skills were fused with Riff Icon Slash in 09 on By the Sword, which Slash decided to have as the first single to his record, which featured the likes of Lemmy, Dave Grohl, Chris Cornell, and Ozzy Osbourne. So that's how you rock the world a thousand times over. You're welcome. You're where yeah. you are. Yeah. And of course, I'm just reading the Wikipedia about this album and everything we said or guessed was absolutely right. Recorded at his home in Byron Bay and at Bangalore Plaza Studios that, you know, you know next to Abbey Road, I'm pretty sure it's next in line. Isn't, isn't that um, where the fucking IGA is? I think so, yeah. It's, it's obviously uh, it, the Byron Pub, isn't it? Independently released on the 12th of November, it features a lineup of Stockdales on vocals, guitar, and bass, Hamish Rosser on drums, and Alex McConnell on bass on Humble and Only Way. That answers the question that Bezo has in the episode that we haven't aired yet, which was, is uh, Dave from um, Dave from the Resident Dogs on drums? Because he oh. has worked with him before, but not this time. Oh, no. I, I think Hamish it literally Johnson. was who was around under lockdown, who, could, yeah. who he could get. Fra- Fraser Lurie of Classic Rock Magazine praised opening track Fell in Love, writing the song is typical with both riffle and a vocal that conjure up the sound of Black Sabbath at Yo, the end he, of- What I've noticed is that as time has gone on, he's gone less less Zeppelin and more Sabbath, which yeah, not a I bad think thing. is generally a good move, yeah. particularly for what he does and what he's capable of. He can't do Robert Plant. I think that's the thing is that you remember that very Zeppelin-esque first album where uh, he was where they uh, worked a lot on his vocal to make him sound like Robert Plant, um, and, and he just doesn't and, have that purity. But he can, he can do and, Ozzy Osbourne, you know. And Hamish Ross of the drummer, his previous gig was with that well-known tight band, The Vines. Yeah, but The Vines are in a in a way Stockdale and Chris Nichols of, of uh, Chris Nich- Craig Nichols of The Vines are kind of. The same guy in slightly different genres. I mean, Craig Nichols was as as obsessed with early '90s grunge as Stockdale is with, um, you know, '70s proto heavy metal. But they've had the same kind of thing in that they've had massive turnover in their bands. They're apparently impossible to work for, um, and they're just uh, you know egotist geniuses. And that's yeah. kind of um, I'll be interested to see what Craig Nichols' bio says on on. Um, on uh, this particular website as well, because I'm sure, I wonder if it'll be quite as amusing, but I suspect it'll engage most of the same sentiments. Yes. Anywho, so wasn't a fan, but I wasn't. That doesn't surprise me. No, you're just jealous because he's it, taking spots away from you on the RSL club tour. Everybody's taking spots away from me on the RSL, <laughs> so it's okay. You get on That's that Barlow club tour, just have to, you know, be able to pay 1974 schooner prices. That appears to have been as near to a music album as the episode as mm. we can do under the, under the circumstances. Can I make uh, my um, incisive and cutting, concise and detailed appraisal of my sporting takes at the moment? Oh, sh- shall we jump cut to um, Day One Ashes coverage? Shane Warne, eat a dick. Fucking wanker. <laughs> How's that sound? <laughs> Shut up, I'm, Shane Warne, you fucking I, flog. Look, I'm no fan of Mitchell Starks at all. Well, like, I haven't got I anything that, against him. He's just got- No, you know, but he's just not- It hasn't been that great. He's lately. fine. He's fine. Know, he's in, he, I, I wouldn't drop him, oh, but he's fine. I, I wouldn't drop him in the first test of the series. I think by the time you get three or four in, he starts to get a bit thing, and that might be the time when- But, yeah, look, I mean, look, there's no, there's never a bad way to watch the Poms absolutely, you know, eat asshole and- 
Yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I didn't even see that much of it, and I thoroughly no, enjoyed I saw, it. I saw enough of it. I mean, the best part was that the warning was still trying to claim that it was a, a rank half volley and it was it didn't swing. Uh, and we're talking about the first ball from Stark, which- uh, It swung about four and a half degrees. But then. At, which was clearly bowled to a plan that was an in-swinging yorker that, that pitched around um, Burns' heels and just and, yeah. took his stumps out. Yeah, I, I, maybe he wasn't aiming perfect. for he wasn't aiming for leg stump, but I reckon he you he, he was. No, I think he absolutely was aiming for what he. I think that was absolutely what they were thinking of because they 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 figured out in the in the the, the meeting that yeah, that Burns sets up on off thumb, yeah. and can you know shows a little bit too much timber behind his ass, and they absolutely took his you know cleaned him up that that exact way because you wouldn't yeah. bowl that delivery if if you weren't bowling to a plan. Unless you just fucked it up and it's you know and it, you know it was a little bit left of centre because his normal ball sort of starts on leg stump and hits the bottom off. But I can handle something up like that. It was it was a bit too uh, it was a bit too clean. It was just I, I often wonder though why he doesn't like he didn't bowl that ball again all day. Or yeah, even you know, I would be bowling one of those and over to a bloke if they were doing it, and maybe they expect it like that, and that's why it doesn't work, and why he has two hundred and sixty test wickets, and I don't. But and also, um, if you overpitch, you'll just get fucking regular. But he underpitches and gets hit over point, and, and you know yeah. he, he's still leaking runs. And I don't whatever he's taking wickets, I don't care. Whatever Josh Hazelwood has two figures of two for three and Cummins is 35 for 38. And this is the argument. And look, whatever happens, happens. We could go out there tomorrow and get absolutely Polax. I still think we're going to win this because we have, um, you know, at times Stark and we have Hazelwood and we have Cummins. And, you know, and by the looks of it, hopefully we have Green as well, who was knocking them down at 145 when I sort of cast an eye on it. So, Yeah, they were yeah. all out. They were, they were broken for 147. They're broken. They're very broken. And uh, Australia didn't get to bat because the uh, the entire contents of Morton Bay was deposited upon the Gabba. Well timed too, I thought. Like, isn't it nice that they waited till the last week it fell and then the rain yes came? Yes and no, because that's going to be. Um, it's not going to be any less juicy tomorrow. No, but I reckon it would have been a really tough session for them this afternoon. I, yeah, I think it's, probably, it's one of those you know awkward it's little sessions. Yeah, although they they got rid of their all their overhead um, bowl, like no broad, no. No, Anderson. Yeah, they like, seem to be just, saving them for the pink ball test, which is ridiculous. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't think that's the plan. I think, I think I would have, I, I would have used them all up in the in the first two tests because, yeah, you know that's your best opportunity to to get value out of them. Well, I mean, they're not playing wearing out Jimmy work, Anderson on a flat deck. Yeah, it's it's just no. It, these it's are, these just are the not, result tests. You get the result in the first two tests, and then you fucking. Yeah, and Adelaide is always, you know, well, before Adelaide was a night test, it yeah. was always the dreary 500 plays, 450, yeah. you know, bore draw. Yeah, and that, that's the MCG these days. Yeah, and, and even Sydney's not great. And, and if the broadcasters get their way, we'll get another one of them. It should be in Hobart. I, I, be, I think it philosophically it should be in Hobart, but I don't think that matters. Well, I mean, I mean, the, the key thing is it has to be a day-night test because that because seven have already sold the ads in prime time, so it has to be on there. Uh, but I mean, Hobart's been a pink ball test before, so yeah, um, I think they deserve I'm a test. Literally, match, currently so. watching a game in, in Tasmania. In fact, this isn't even yeah. um, this isn't even did, Hobart. Did, this is did um, the Sixers? It's Lon system. This is this is a Lonnie. Do they did they come back? They were starting to come back when I left it before. Uh, oh, yeah, that's one forty-four. Uh, that's pretty good. This is riveting podcasting. Uh, the Canes are chasing uh, 144 oh, to win. Oh, I'll get that easy. I'll get that yeah, easy. Yeah, they haven't started particularly quick. That's all right. Matty Wade will do it. When I say not he particularly just- quick, they're below four and over. So, yeah, this is this is like um, Jeff Marsh era 
but they're one none day down. Batting. That's, uh, that's the you know they're none down. That's the, that's the, all the key for these uh, things. But uh, Kevo Steve is uh, is bowling at them at the moment. Oh, that's true. And Mark, and he might, he's good bat Moses on Rick. I like like the way he's playing at the moment. He'll never get back in the Australian side. Oh, maybe he will. Yeah, but he's a good player. Josh Phillippe's good. She's that she's that, that boy hitting the roof the other night. Holy shit. Yeah. yeah the, uh, Pink and Green Sydney both had excellent starts. Yeah. Gee, Sixers did all right because they were, what, four for 30 at the same stage. Yeah, no, they were, I was quite surprised they got up to that. That was pretty good. Yeah, but um, no, I just wanted to say that, you know, fuck England, fuck Shane Warne. It's it's so difficult because I mean I tend to watch the Fox the, coverage. The fuck Shane Warne, well, you know. No, and, and, but I have to listen because I'll have to listen to Shane Warne in the midst of it, and to a lesser extent Mark Waugh, But he kind of it's kind me- of annoying because the Fox the Fox lineup is actually pretty good oh, if you don't if you don't have Shane. I saw Warne. someone tweet on there. Can I Sagur just commentate all day, please? Like I'll have her all day. She's fantastic. Alison Mitchell's really good. Um, is she with A? She's with ABC, I think. This time, I'm not sure. Uh, I, know, I did see that. Um, I know she's yeah, doing BT as well, but I'm BT, I think. Yeah. But I thought but I, she, I wasn't they, sure if BT were actually taking the the Fox call as well. I think so they're only taking the Fox call when Michael Vaughan is comes Michael on. Michael Vaughan's on the seven call. Yes, right. Yeah, and, they, and they're taking the Fox. BT is taking the Fox call when Michael Vaughan is on Channel Seven. That's right, because they're not. They've cancelled him. Because yeah, they're did. like, no, we we probably can't really have this guy. No. Who would have thought that entitled uh, aristocratic Englishman would be? Well, not even that, because he's fucking northern, like. Yeah, but you, you don't have to have gone to a a, a flash southern to be a racist private can't. school to be a complete fucking wanker. Yeah. But I mean, and let's not pretend that there'll be uh, clubs and and franchises and whatever in Australia that would have behaved exactly the same oh, way. Shit, but, yeah. Like, but when when you find it, you have to dunk on it so extra hard so that people know. Oh, if people find out that I've been I've behaved like this, it's like uh, um, it'll be well, over for me, so well, I can't do this. It's the Tim Payne theory, isn't it? Let's get the let's get the, the goody two shoes into. Well, exactly right, and and that brings us back to that Wolf Mother album because um, <laughs> one of the one of the better songs on the album was um, what was the lyric? I'm going to upload my love on the low oh, and send it yeah. to you. And I thought that's what got Tim Payne into trouble. What a terrible song that was. I just remember listening to it. I enjoyed the shit out of that because it sounded oh, like terrible fucking kiss. It's in my standard for amusement. All I have to be is amused. Yeah. I don't actually have to enjoy it because there's plenty of songs in the world that I already enjoy. Yeah, true. But it made me laugh. True, true. Um, what else is happening in sport? I mean, I know there's cricket on and all that sort of stuff, but we kind of- just desperately trying to talk around the idea that the National Basketball Association because- uh, what was oh. it a week ago that you sent us a you sent a DM? It wasn't it wasn't even. Just sort it of wasn't saying, even. You know, Bezo and I, I'm, and you, you and Bezo were, you know, you, you were seventeen. You were a game or two off me. There was a point at which you know you were literally yeah. two wins behind me, and now um, normal service has been games restored. Back. I haven't I haven't actually looked and seen what it is right now, but I was seventeen games back the other day, and I just went, hang on a second. I thought my sides were doing okay. Like, you know, I mean, I knew I wasn't going to be winning, but I didn't think they were doing that bad. You know, even the Rocks won six in a row, for God's sakes. Yeah. Like, I don't ro- know how the fuck that happened, but are they still winning? I think this did they they had the they're, they're a better side than the Pistons anyway. So the that's you know, good. They're, they're pissed off. They are terrible. Absolutely terrible. Yeah, I mean you've got you've got the Nets seventeen and seven, got another good win today. You've got mm-hmm. Chicago at top of the you know, second in the east. 
Um, you've got some good teams. The problem is that you've got you know Detroit who are unable to win a thing under any circumstances. Lost nine in a row. And the Knicks' early good form has died yeah, in the ass, and they're shit, back to 500 and outside the playoffs. It's interesting that everybody in the East in the top 10 is above 500. He's over 500. You know, and in the West, it's only like... That, that 12 and 12, that 500 that the Knicks are on would have been good enough for like the sixth seed. If it, it will get them seven, just in between six and seven at the moment in the West. Yeah. It was a between point at which the there Lakers were only the four Mavs. teams above 500 in the, in the West. Mm. Well, um, so the Clippers and the Lakers are 52, uh, 52 and the sixth and seventh, 13 and 12. Yeah, and I probably should look into the maths because I can't work out how I'm not losing, but um, I'm not losing. So there's that. It's, you've got the Bucks. You've got the Heat, Bucks I think, too, heat, don't yeah. you? But I've and also got the all the teams well. at the bottom of the West. I've got the Thunder, got the and, the, the Thunder and the Pelicans. Yeah, but they've still got seven wins where Orlando and Detroit have five and four. So, I mean, that's hurting a lot. Detroit lost their last nine games. They were, I mean, yeah, four and ten wasn't great, yeah, but four and nineteen terrible. So the, the scores are currently we're on one one hundred and thirty and one hundred and fifteen. So um, Bezo was one hundred and twenty and one hundred and twenty-two. He was very proud because he had he had a whole bunch of games in hands and he thought he was going to make a whole lot of ground up. But I didn't want to break it to him that a lot of those games would have involved two of his teams playing each other, which he meant we would have got you know a win <laughs> and a loss out of. And yes. uh, you're one fifteen and one twenty-eight. So you're um, yeah, things have gone badly. I don't really understand what what happened to you. Oh, it's just just another you know another year. My teams, yeah, Brooklyn, Chicago, the Lakers. But yeah, it, it comes towards what you know, even the Lakers. Good day. I mean, you had you had three wins today. But but now I have New York. Like this is just I have New York eleventh, Portland tenth, Indiana thirteenth, Port- Houston thirteenth, Portland, 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 are awful. Uh, and the two LA teams being super indifferent, basically playing for her basketball. But Portland what, just being horrific. Oh. I mean, they're going to blow that shit up. They're going to absolutely God, so. blow that and shit they, up. They've yeah. got to fire that coach, and, they, and the owner needs to sell to somebody else because she's a weird psychopath who kidnaps penguin bones. It just depends on who, how they break it up. Like I can't. I'm like, sorry. is is it going to be Dame that says, "Take me, you know, send me to Golden State Allegedly, or something like what, that"? Or what Dame, Dame said was, you know, you need to you need to extend my contract and pay me a ridiculous amount of money to make up for this. So yeah, he wants another two years and $110 million or something ridiculous. So it'd be, That'd be a better thing to do if you were shooting better than 30% from the floor. Like yeah, that. he's having a shit time. Everyone's having a shit time. But the, th- the biggest problem is they're, they're like 30th in defense. Yeah, the there defense are, just let, let me count how many teams there are in the league. Oh, 30. That would make 30. them dead fucking last. And normally they are bad, but their offense carries that yeah. a little bit and their offense is up shit. Yep. This year, so they are officially, and they're worse than they were under. And that's the thing. Neil Olshay, the the GM who got fired over the earlier in the week, was basically through the previous coach Terry Stotts under the bus, basically saying that the bad defense was clearly coaching and not roster construction. Well, they got another coach in who's who was an yeah. obsessed with defense, and it appears that uh, that's a lot of bullshit. So go. Surprisingly enough, their that. their points against is not the worst in the league. It's not far away though. Yeah. Do you want to know who who the worst points against in the league is? It's the Kangs. Don't be dissing the Kangs. The Kangs are a good basketball team. 10 and 14. That's, that's good. In the Western Conference, <laughs> the that's almost enough to be... Well, the, it's just one game the out, of, out of the play Well, they, they the play are literally one game out, half a game out of the play-in tournament. Yeah. That's right. Where they would play either Minnesota or Portland and have a very good chance of beating both How of they them. they won their last two games. 
Mm-hmm. As did the Spurs. The Rockets have won no, six. The, the, the Spurs Oklahoma. lost their last two, but they had they, were, had, been, they had strung a lot of wins together yeah. before that. Houston have won six, and I don't know how. And even the Thunder had a win, but they've lost. They are eight, two and eight, the Thunder, after yeah. a bit of a run. Well, Giddy's been out, hasn't he? Like, yeah, he's, hasn't he's been, been in and out, and generally they, they go as Giddy goes. Which is weird, but not no, really. He's, he's, you know, that's the thing. when you A bit like when, when Donkic came over. When you've got somebody who can already play professional basketball, you know, if you've got a rookie who's already played professional basketball before instead of this college bullshit, yeah. it makes such a fucking difference to their ability to just to get well, He's just get a good distributor under. as well. Like, he might not be scoring. He doesn't need to, but he's, just, he's a guy that can get people the ball who need to get the ball. Cleveland is still playing really well despite the fact they pulled back a little bit. And despite but- the fact they've been horrifically injured. Like they've been, yeah. they've had to carry most of their starting lineup being out, and they've been, I mean, not great, but they've been they've played four hundred basketball for the past and, for the past ten and games. even the games they've lost, they haven't lost. Like they lost to the Bucks one hundred four one twelve. They lost to the Jazz one hundred eight. They should have won that game against the Jazz. Like, yeah, their their losses haven't been. You know, I mean, they, they got they they. they Absolutely destroyed the Heat. They beat the Wizards, and they beat oh, they beat the Magic. But they, you know, when they when they're on, they're really really on. Like they're, they're yeah, an interesting it's, side. And like, it's harder to be a five hundred team in a, in a league in a conference that is a you know with a level as higher. I mean, look yeah. at the teams below Cleveland, Atlanta, Boston, Boston New York, Knicks. Toronto, Indiana, all of whom I, I think we would have picked to be. Uh, well, we, we yeah. definitely would have picked to be ahead of. Uh, well, ahead I certainly would have picked. I wouldn't have picked Cleveland above any of them. Like we, I think we picked Cleveland at what thirteen or fourteen or somewhere. I think that no, was my last like pick in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, so you got them. You got them at dead last, and the bloody. I think did I take the Pistons? I think I did, didn't I? That was terrible. Yeah, they are terrible. Yeah, not sure how they're that bad, but they are really. Well, I do know because they're relying their entire operation on a guy who's been playing for about five minutes. Yeah, they're, they're, they're putting a, a lot of faith in their, their rookie. Um, Cade Cunningham. Cade's yeah. County Waterpark. <laughs> With hair to match. It looks like he has been through the spin cycle. But yeah, I mean, the um, Brooklyn are still an incredibly unconvincing 17-7. Chicago is still there. Well, came back from, Milwaukee is still there. Came back from 10 points down today to win. They beat Dallas. Yeah, Luka they did. Had- uh, they ran down, but Mavs were up. 17 at one point. And, yeah, 27-13 uh, in the last quarter. Thanks for coming. The Knicks took out yeah. San Antonio. The Lakers finally beat somebody. Celtics, yeah. Um, despite the fact that Jason Tatum had 34 points, but LeBron beat the Celtics. Pretty much. LeBron, 30. Anthony Davis, 16. Russell Westbrook, 11. How many shots was... Let's have a look at the box score on that one. How many shots did you take today, Russell? What's your over-under? How many shots did Russell take today? Too many. 16. <laughs> Actually, is that the same here? He had 24 points. He was all right. He was okay. On nine, again, of 16, on 9 of 16 shooting and only one and one from four outside. Then again, um, the Celtics have been a problematic team for a bit. They've been generally, you know, a bit of a shambles. Well, without and, and Jason Tatum, maybe. The new Bulls Classico uh, is, is, is the game, the top of the Western Conference. Well, and we and you knew, and you probably talked about this as well, but you you, you said that that's, you know, well, the that Warriors. Well, sports episode has actually already dropped, so that was. That yeah. Was, uh, this week's sports episode, and that's right. And it's um, yeah, the, the Borg took a look at their opposition, adapted, and overcame. Assimilated. Yeah. Well, also, um, Devin Booker. Steph had a good night. And- yeah, and Steph had a good night. Yeah, Steph had a terrible night the first time, and that's partly due to the play guy that you know, yeah was, was on him. Yeah, Mikael Bridges fucking up his shit. Yeah. 
but he, you know, they got him better looks, and they, and they, and and, and I think you saw, I saw you tweet this today is that you know Andrew Wiggins is a thing. Yeah, Wiggins like, Island. You know, and some people want want to want to build on Wiggins Island, even though it's 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 below the t- high tide mark. It, it, it's um Liberal Party, you know, high high yeah. tide floods having kind to, of levels. To build a seven meter uh, rock wall to, to to keep the sea away, like they are in Collaroy or Narrabeen, or whatever the fuck that is. Yeah, but uh, you know, he's and how that happened, I'm not sure, but we're all here for it. He is yeah. a interesting guy, and yeah, you know, and if takes the the, the warriors to sort of bring it out of him and get him into a decent system. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. The Grizzles um, are up to fourth. That's an impressive run. Wow. How um, many have they won? They've kind of just kept sneaking up. I think part of that Five is because row, they've yeah. kind of kept pace and the rest of everyone below them has been deeply mediocre. I well, mean, they're seven and three and they've won their yeah. last five, which means they've gone from nine and ten to 14 and ten. Yeah. Which Whereas you know, yeah. below them, the Clippers, the Lakers, Dallas, Denver have all been – yeah, well, the, 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 the Mavs I mean, and the Nuggets are two and eight. Yeah, the Mavs and the Nuggets have had a shock and run. So they've the, the Mavs, the, they they were would have both nine and Timberwolves four. Timberwolves are thereabouts, though. I mean, I was I wouldn't mm. have. And they've lost three in a row. Yeah. So they were eleven and ten. Now they're eleven. So yeah, but yeah, it's just yeah, it, it's it. The West is weird, and I and I still think it's you know the, the West uh, is the East. It's it's like a reversal of the magnetic. Yeah, fields. well, you got your top two sides. I think maybe the Jazz, but I don't. No, because again, I think I don't think anybody knows about the jazz because well, I think I think the problem with the jazz is that, that exactly where they're going to sit is exactly where they're going to sit, and they're going to get to a second round or even you know a second round playoff game, and they're going to either of those sides is going to take Rudy Gobert out of the equation, yeah, and yeah. they'll win. Yeah, particularly yeah, Phoenix. If they're in a two-three with Phoenix, um, Phoenix have got. I've got big bigs that can do shit, and uh, Rudy Gobert. Thank you for coming. And I just pull him, and like everything, I pull him out pull to him the out perimeter, perimeter and, and make him look stupid. Yeah. And that's that's because you because know, I did watch a game. I think he had twenty rebounds the other night, Rudy, and he was. That's just- a lot of roast beef. <laughs> I, th- I heard that. I was listening to that this morning. Actually, I went. I watched that game, um, and yeah, he was. He I had twenty rebounds, but he was actually like. Mobile, they could, they sort of couldn't drag him out as much, and because he just kept turning on guys, like they try and dish him behind him, he just kept turning guys and blocking shots and um, and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, I mean, when Rudy's like that, and like you said in the Olympic, you know, Olympics, Rudy is unstoppable because he's seven foot seventeen and you know mobile ish. Yeah, speaking Not- of Olympics and and that sort of thing, Bezo popped a message in uh, late earlier to say that uh, Dante Exum has picked up a deal to go and play for Barcelona over in Europe. Which is good, but kind of disappointing because he was also playing with Clay last week. Yeah, Europe, but he was ooh. only rehabbing with Clay. I, I, would, oh, I, know, I, but- I think that's actually the best place for – Europe is probably the best place for him because of the way that, that Exum um, – thrives under FIBA rules. He, he, he was really, really useful and get a bit more yeah. game time, play the way the Europeans play, which is, um, you know, I think they practice less and play more. I think that's probably what he <laughs> needs. Might be the other way around, actually. Yeah, and and hopefully he just gets himself up on, on the thing. You know what? I actually, I actually would, I kind of hope that, that he finds a niche there and they love him and he gets huge money and, and you know, he, he's there for the rest of his time because that would actually be kind of cool. Because I'd much rather he was a, a massive success in Europe than... And a, a marginal, player in, in the, yeah, you know, fringe player who will always be defined by and, being, and a, guess, being a draft bust. And I guess the only person that's really ever bucked that trend is Jolton, Jolton Joe has, you know, because he was destined to be Mr. Bit Player, you know, mm. cut from all these sides and he just, you know, and then just something clicked at Utah and now he's, you know, 
he's the part of the furniture, I guess. Like he's. But also with the, you know, if you go and build yourself a massive career over in Europe, then these days they'll look at you in, in, the, in, mm. the, in the NBA, whereas in the past they'd probably go, you know, whatever, that's just European bullshit. Yeah, and, but there's enough European bullshit in the league now, you know, kicking ass and taking names. And, that, you know, it, it is a, a viable kind of thing to, to look over that way. And, yeah, and if he does come back, maybe he comes back with a decent club and not the bloody Houston Rockets. Although the Houston yeah. Rockets seem to be doing okay at the moment. Well, I mean, they're still 7 and 16. Yeah, they, they were won. one. They and, were and they, one and they did 16, this by no. dropping their, their star rookie out of the out of the starting lineup. So uh, not exactly the move for player development. Anyway, uh, that's the end of our music episode. <laughs> I might have to put a, a cut in the middle or something. We'll figure something out. Production. Dun, 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 dun. Who knows? You put a little musical, little musical sting. Oh, I might, 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 might even put a bloody chapter mark in and say, "Look, the, the sports begins in the middle." Never mind. Whatever happens. Um, thank you for joining us uh, this week, Adam. It's been lovely. Pleasure as always. Uh, we are going to have a. Um, motorsport nerd pod hopefully coming up for you guys. Was, was there motorsport on? Uh, there was a bit on, and we're gonna bring <laughs> we're gonna dust Bernie off uh, and bring him out and, and talk a bit about this. A bit nice. of F1. Oh, good. Yeah, I, I do enjoy the F one, uh, even though I don't really enjoy yeah. motorsport that much. I have enjoyed it over the last couple of weeks because it's I'm been all, drama I'm and all, chaos and stupidity. I'm all and for anything that beats Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen around the head. I'm all for. Yeah, it is a pity like, it is Hamilton versus Verstappen, but the thing is that. Um, I think Hamilton, he's never going to be my favourite, but he has become, um, there's a little bit of that, you know, end of career of Rossi part of it. It's like once he retires, I think we're going to miss him. And also he stands up for the right shit generally. I mean, I didn't see a lot of, I mean, you've got Hamilton in Saudi Arabia saying um, your human rights rules are bullshit with a fucking uh, massive pride flag on his helmet. And it wasn't so long ago that 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 uh, fucking Verstappen was was on radio calling people uh, R slurs and F slurs. Um, yeah. So it's kind of like, well, I know one of these people is a grown up adult, and one of these people is a fucking entitled little. Yeah. And just when you thought, you know, maybe it might be a fair fight, he goes and break tests him the other day, and it's just like, well, that was fucking ludicrous. And about two point four G or something. Yeah, yeah. He just stuffed the brakes on. He just reversed into him. On the straight, green flag. It's like, but it all comes down to the ridiculousness of the of the fucking redress rule, where you know if you fuck something up, you get the opportunity to make it better before they stick a penalty on it. And I think, and this is this has created problems in all series for years and years and years. And basically, they need to put that in the bin and just say, look, if you fuck up, you're going to get a penalty each yeah, year. You know? Getting the penalty. <laughs> That's the how that is. I kind of, my only thing, again, I actually was a little bit longer at Bathurst. I watched the last 50 laps as opposed to the ticket to the last 30. Uh, I know it's kind of a thing, but some part of me wishes there wasn't safety cars, but then kind of me is glad that there is so some guy just doesn't fuck off into the distance. Yeah, it's not it often, it hasn't been often the case that, that there's been one car with so much more pace than everybody else, but um, that, uh, that that number 25, that uh, Holdsworth, um Mostert car just had so much more pace today this year. They just had their shit sorted out so ridiculously well um, that that the only thing that was going to beat them was, was going to be Bathurst shenanigans, uh, and that's pretty much how it turned out. Yeah, but we'll probably yarn more about that uh, with Bernie or Bert or whatever fucking name he goes by now these days um, on the weekend, and hopefully that will we'll, we can get that episode up before the big Abu Dhabi uh, Formula One showdown before uh, Max drives into Lewis and wins the championship on a countback. 
<laughs> oh, you that know won't happen at all. You know it's yeah, going to happen. If anyway, not, the, uh, he'll get his teammate to do it for him. Well, I don't, I don't, the problem is I don't think Perez can get close enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, know. well. Um, yeah, the Anton is strong in him. Um, <laughs> anyway, we'll uh, we'll talk to you again at some stage in the future. But uh, thanks to Adam. Catch you next time, and um, we'll see you next week. It's not, his, not, it's not his voice, it's just him. Every time I see him, we just want to punch him. He's just a, a punchable flute. Face. He's a fucking flute. It's a punchable face, isn't it? Like, it's, you know, you've got stupid hair just, and you've got stupid... Just, it's, but the thing is that it's he just been so consistent with his flute, with his flatistness. But I have to respect the gig, that he is just such a fucking toolbag. Puppy fun, hey? Yes. Yeah, it's exactly like having a fucking toddler. Except you can't beat the shit out of them. You can't beat them. I mean, Uh, you can't tell them what to do. They've got sharper teeth. That's right. And they have 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 more mobility to, to, when they're going to do the shit on the carpet, it's going to be in carpet that you weren't expecting because they they can reach it. Yes. Yeah, that's right. They don't hide it all over the place. Although, that's not too bad. It gets very upset when it does naughty things. Oh, fuck off. What was that? It's a stupid News Corp ad on the thing Who? I was watching. Those cunts. What have they ever done for the world? <laughs> they paid me for a while. That was all right. That's all right. I was only following orders. Yes. I know nothing. Uh, from Barcelona. Hang on. Fuck off, Tony Kornheiser, you bell housing. I need that. Chains, 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 chains. I was just aiming to have the fucking, the A-League. Why the hell are they scheduling a game up against two BBL 27, games? 27, yeah, and, and, and a test the, match. the test match, yeah. Seems because like, they're idiots. Uh, we're just going to keep trying to do do a soccer in the fucking, in the absence of, of interest. Oh, well. <laughs>